ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय मंगलम गुरुदेवाय देवे मतृक्ष मंगलम मंगलम भक्ता बृंदेव्यो सर्वोकाय मंगलम ओम स्तापकाय चर्म सेधर्मस्वरूपिणे आवतारवरिष्ठा रामकृष्णय मंगलम ओं जननी शारदम देवी रामकृष्ण जगद्गु परपद्मेतोस्त्रीवा प्रणमा मुहुर्मुहुर् ओम सरशिव सरशीवसमारंभम शंकरचारमजमस्मरचार प्रायतम वंदे गुरुम परम परम श्री गुरुभ्यो नम सो लास्ट वीक वीफिशियली स्टार्टेड चैप्टर द फर्स्ट स्कंद द फर्स्ट चैप्टर ऑफ द टेन्थ स्कंद कृष्णलीला स्कंद सम इंट्रोडक्शन अबाउट कृष्णलीला एंड हाउ टू इंटरप्रिट some methods of interpreting and then we started what was the section it was uh, let's see here oh that was the uh, the cries of mother earth right the initial cause of the incarnation of krishna as given in this opening uh, lines is that mother earth was burdened by uh, kings and the or demons in the guise of kings and their huge armies that were causing her so much suffering with tears and she took on the form of a cow with tears in her eyes she went to lord brahma uh, who said that we shall go to uh, so brahma understanding her suffering took um went with all the devas says which was a tinetram arisura if i remember the verse means with lord shiva the three-eyed one and all the gods so many of the gods Uh, uh, and they went to the uh, the uh, edge of the milk ocean the kshira sagara and they prayed to lord vishnu by chanting the purusha shuktam right and at the end of which within the mind within the mental space of lord brahma he heard a voice and so again today we'll hear disembodied voices so he heard a voice as if it was resounding in the sky it said uh, and the voice said i uh, then hearing that voice she turned around and revealed lord brahma revealed the details of the message and he told the earth and the devas says that already the lord has knows what's going to happen he knows about the problems of the earth he's already decided that he'll taking he's already made the decision to be incar- to, to take an incarnation he says at first his brother will uh, um, sorry uh, Anantashesha the thousand hooded serpent on which Lord Vishnu lies upon he, he will take birth first to act as his brother right that is that is Balaram setting up the scene acting as Lord Balaram um and then also all you gods you also take birth right in the family of Yadu in the Yadu clan right so we now we we learning last last week we talk, talked about that who are the characters of the of the Bhagavatam and Krishna Lila these are all the devas then he says also the oh and all the goddesses the wives at least really mentioned the wives of the of the devas not exactly goddesses the wives of the of the devas 
uh, you take birth also, right, for Hari's pleasure. So it's giving a little hint that even the gopis and the gopas and all the characters, these actually divine beings, are not normal. They're playing parts, right? Uh, and he says, and then, it's, then a very important, the last verse we read, he says, and my yoga maya, the Lord's yoga maya will also take birth ahead of me. Right, and she'll accomplish her in order in my own Maya. He says that his own, the Lord's Vishnu Maya, who deludes the entire world. So that's Maha Maya, the Divine Mother. She also will take birth, right, uh, 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 in order to accomplish my will, to, for my pleasure. And we know we, we, when we get there in, in a few, actually, and I can't say in a few weeks, in a, next month, <laughs> when we come back, uh, uh, that is that she will take birth as uh, the. Sister, she's actually when we think of Krishna being born as a, as a son of Mother Yashoda, she's not the son of Mother Yashoda. He's not the son of Mother Yashoda. He is, but he's not. He's the son of Devaki. We'll read that in the opening scenes of Devaki, Devaki Nandana. But the story is that he's he's tra- the uh, uh, Yoga Maya takes birth. Devi, the goddess, Durga, takes birth in the womb of Yashoda, and then some mystical way in some story they get switched. Right, and so she uh, she also has an important uh, uh, role to play, and we mentioned a few weeks ago maybe uh, that in the Chandi when the Ma is giving boons, she mentions I'll be born in the family of Nanda and Yashoda. Right, uh, uh, so in order to kill the demon Kamsa to help us, so she this is also her this whole Leela scene is we we understand it from the Vaishnava literature. Uh, um, in this way, but in the Shakta text, in the Devim and the Devi Mahatmyam, the Chandi mentions that all this is the Leela of the Devi ultimately. So it's an important. We're meditating on a verse, a line of Sri Ramakrishna. What's it about? The avatar is only of Shakti. What's that line? Shakti ri, Shakti ri, avatar. Yeah. So the shak- avatar is only of Shakti. So it's an interesting. Uh, this is not, it's being said, but not directly said. Others say it more directly. And the Sri Ramakrishna said, said it very directly. That actually what's, what incarnates is actually Shakti. Right? And so, uh, uh, so we'll go into that as Shakti and Shakti Man. There's some complications. We'll go into that as we go along. So, um, what happens? So, uh, that's where we left out. It says, The Lord's power called Maya, who infatuates the world, will at the Lord's command be born on earth with the achievement of a certain purpose. That's the last verse we chanted last week. Sri Shuka said, Giving these directions to the devas and consoling the earth deity with kind words, Brahma repaired to his abode of Satyaloka. So Brahma saying this, he returned and all the devas returned and, and Mother Earth has to await the arrival of her protector and lord. And I'm going to read, I translated a few verses. We had limited time as we were preparing for our trip. So some I'll read, some of the lila, the narrative I'll read, and some of the philosophy I translated so we can understand a little more carefully. Giving these, oh, sorry, uh, 20, verse, we're starting, this is uh, Skanda 10, chapter 1, starting at verse 26, 27. Once there was a king named Sudasena of the Yadu lineage in the city of Mathura, ruling over the people of that city in the land of Sudasenas, of the Sudasenas. From that time onward, the city of Mathura became the capital of all the kings of the Yadava clan. Lord Hari is always present there. 
Now this is uh, so. This is mentioning an ancient this story, the the presence of Krishna's family and the Yad, Yadu clan in in uh, Mathura is very ancient. This uh, um, uh, Sudasena is very. It's much antecedent 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 of Krishna Lila. So it's an ancient time. That is always and it says that and and Mathura is always the Lord never leaves Mathura. He's always present there. Of course, we know the story. Within the fracan of his birth, he leaves Mathura, right? And and then we also know that at a certain age, Krishna leaves Vrindavan and never returns. But yet, it's said that he never leaves Vrindavan, right? So these are this is something showing actually one of uh, one of his names, Krishna's name is uh, Maturanat, Maturanat, right? The Lord of Mathura, right? There's one like that. So he's always the Lord of, of Mathura. He never leaves Mathura. But yet in the story, he leaves Mathura. He never leaves Vrindavan, yet we know he leaves Vrindavan. Right. Actually, it says he never returns to Vrindavan. <laughs> yet he never leaves Vrindavan. Right. So it's also showing this kind of transcendental nature of the stories being told. It's, has a hist- it's being told historically, and it relates to some historical, uh, believed historical fact. But it's not just historical, it's metaphysical. The one who's never born, he never, he's, he, he, who, leaves, who leaves within a few days of his birth, within the first day of his birth, with hour before he leaves, is said always to dwell in Mathura. So he's always there. Just sometimes, so there's another term for avatar. Sometimes we think avatar is like a birth. Avatar does not mean birth. Avatar means descent. But sometimes, what do they mean to descend? Sometimes it means to, um, to show oneself. Right? It's like Ma here, she, we have an avatar of Kali here in the Murti. Right. This is also her incarnation. She's incarnate in the Murti. But if we move this Murti, she's still here. And before we put the Murti here, she was also here. Yes. Right. This is always. This is also. And that's true of every place. But certain places, there's some power, some tirtas. So that's Krishna is everywhere. But especially, he's equally present everywhere. But especially in Mathura and Vrindavan, as <laughs> the saying goes. Right. So, uh, but when he manifests as an avatar, then you get to see. He, mani- he, he, he shows himself. That which is hidden becomes revealed. In a temple, that which is hidden becomes revealed. And an incarnation of God, that which is hidden becomes revealed. Right? Sri Ramakrishna said that some places, and some people, they reveal, while God is all-pervading, some places, well, he used the example of like, air is all-pervading. Right? But, so, we know, we can feel, we're breathing, we can feel it, we don't really feel air. Right, it's so all-pervading we don't notice it. Right, it's so one if it disappears, we'll immediately die. Right, so we know like we're completely dependent on air and oxygen and like this and the atmosphere. But we, it's it's so experience that we don't know we don't experience. It's the only thing we're experiencing, but we don't experience. Right, but so like that, Brahman, God is everywhere. Krishna is everywhere. Ma is everywhere. But so much so that we don't see her. She's the only thing. Without her, we'd cease to exist. We'd die instantly. We'd, I mean, not die. We'd simply not be. She's existence, right? Consciousness. She's our consciousness. Uh, but sometimes she, the unknown, it's, it's, we do know her. We do see her. We do experience her, but so intimately that we don't know her. We don't notice her. We don't experience her. So in a temple, here's like we're trying, she's like, which is subtle, it becomes obvious. But actually, it's the exact opposite. This is the most obvious is her all-pervading presence. The whole world is only her, right? And this is abstract. Oh, this is a statue. Somebody carved a statue with certain rituals. We do some certain things to consecrate it. And for 20 years, we're doing puja, and everybody's coming. So, But that's actually abstract, 
right the 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 the, the actual experience we've lost uh, the most obvious experience we, we, we we're not conscious of we create an abstraction this is God right so similarly like the, like the also Sri Ramakrishna said that well air is everywhere finishing that example well air is everywhere if you sit in front of a fan you notice air so in front of a fan air is obvious right but that's an that's like a strange thing it's like oh how do you know air oh let's, I'll take you come over here we'll go to the store we'll buy a fan we'll plug the fan in take off your take off your take uh, uh, take off your hat so you can feel the wind in your face you know it's like now you see what, it's such a such an, a long complicated abstraction to feel that which is we living moving so that's a mystery of a, of a temple we make in order to make the unknown known or the known noticed I think is a better way of saying it. we don't even know what we know. Right. This is a big theme in some of these verses today. That we don't know what we are. we don't know what we know. We don't trust our what we know. So similarly, so so Vishnu, Krishna, Hari here says Hari is always in Mathura, but he's going to take birth in this in this place. He's going to become manifest, obvious, shown. Right. So sometimes you know this this we have this term Jayanti, Sri Krishna Janmastami, Janastami. Uh, Janma means birth. But some people don't like, we don't like to say, oh, Krishna's born. Because born, we describe, born means from, as a result of karma, result of desire, and also taking a physical body. It doesn't seem, seem below dignity of Krishna to be born, right? Although janma means born, right? But so we, sometimes it's translated, you see the Hare Krishna tradition, they say, oh, appearance, right? Because he's always there, but sometimes he appears. And when he die, and you can't say Krishna dies, although we know he was shot in the foot by an arrow and he died. Right, we can't say. I mean, to say Krishna died is an absurdity. When's Krishna's birthday? When's Krishna's uh, dis- uh, uh, so we say appearance day and disappearance day, right? In this aspect, he was seen and then no longer seen. He disappeared, and this is a, a refrain that happens whenever the gods or some saint is doing some puja or some, and he gets some some vision. Oh, like 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 Devi appeared, a pillar of light, to the devas and took on the form of Vaneshwari and gave uh, certain teachings. And then it says, then she disappeared in, in the sight of all present, right? So she was present, and then she disappeared, right? It's like uh, that's that image that she's uh, revealed and or appearance and disappearance, but always present. That's the thing, the mysterious thing. From that time onward, the city of Mathura became the capital of all the kings of the Yadavas clan. The Lord Hari is always present there. There, Vasudeva, the scion of the Lion of Sura, married Devaki. At the end of the wedding ceremony, started in a chariot to her own city along with his bride. So uh, Vasudeva, he is an uh, important um, uh, 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 prince, I think. Trying to think of the exact relations. His... um, his uh, Devaki's brother is Kamsa, and Kamsa's father is Ugrasena, I think. If I remember, it may reveal in these verses. I haven't looked at these in a long time. Uh, so Ugrasena is a king, Kamsa's is the crown prince, or the expected prince, and his Devaki's his, therefore, a princess, his sister, and by marriage, now he's becoming some sort of a Royal in the now also what it mean by Matura is not like it's not like a, like 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 England, you know, and or Paris or like or or or, or New York or, or uh, you know it's like these are they're not big cities with the king kings not I sometimes describe it as big palaces. You see paintings of Krishna run on the floor with Nanda and 
Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda, and they're all golden and like like in marble. They're cowherders, right? In the village, they're cowherders. Here, they're also these are townships in historical way. So they're kings. These are local rulers. You could say we can see visual. We like to visualize them as very exotic, right? But perhaps it's a little projection of our views of what Western views of royalty on on village scenes, <laughs> old village scenes and old city scenes. So um, Matuda, Matuda is a was a larger town, not quite a city, not like like a or like that, but it's an important uh, township from what I understand. There Vasudeva, the skyne of the line of Suda, married Devaki, and at the end of the wedding ceremony, started in her chariot on his, to his own city along with her, her his bride, Kamsa, the son of Ugrasena, desirous of pleasing his cousin's sister or his cousin's sister, Devaki, now took the reins of the chariot himself and led that procession of many chariots having golden decorations. So it's a great act of affection that the, her brother or cousin brother herself took, himself uh, pulled the chariot, the wedding, the, on the way to the um, um, honeymoon. You could say after the wedding, the equivalent of that after going or returning home, whatever that ceremony is. So it's a man of uh, a sign of great affection, right? This uh, symptom of great affection. But we do know Kamsa, and in the stories of Kamsa being told, Kamsa is a very cruel politician. Right, he eventually will imprison his own father and take over the kingdom. Right, keep his father in prison. Eventually, imprisons. I mean, he, we know many atrocities he commits uh, for the lust of power. But even horrible, um, in many ways, he's horrible. In almost every way, he's horrible. But even horrible people have affect love and affection for their family. Right, so it's not a, 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 a you know people who murderers will be very. Uh, uh, kind to their children, <laughs> right? So there's not one. So you have to look at the whole. He's still considered a demon, but but still some. And also, it's also a bit of a. He also does a lot of things for show. In all this time, the big wedding, you know, I shall is, is a bit of an ego thing. There, I shall, you know, I shall take your. Heart. So it's both affection as well as a political move. Whenever you see anything in royal weddings on TV and all these things, everything is for maximum public effect, right? So what does he do? He's taking the reins, right? That has a, a some. A, this is a theme that he's holding, holding the rein, the rein, pulling. The, so somebody who holds the reins is slightly in control. Not only slightly, he's in completely in control, right? Uh, so, anyways, you'll see he's definitely in control of the situation. Thinks he's in control. Thinks he's in the control of the situation. Before Devaki had started with her husband, her loving father, Devaka, also Devaki is the son, daughter of Devaka, had given her as a dowry 200 young and well-bedecked maiden attendants, 400 elephants with golden chains, 15,000 horses, and 1,800 1, chariots. 1,800. What number? That's a big number. Chariots. Uh. So this is a very big, it says as a dowry. Of course, these are kings, so the, the, uh, the gifts given are very elaborate. But this is an old system. We, this is a very much of a, of a challenge system now. Nowadays, a dowry system can be so horrible that I know people who are trying to marry off a daughter, get a daughter married, but they can't, they don't have enough to give to a prospective family. 
and now it's become like that. But actually, the dowry system had some logic behind it because in the, this is a uh, patriarchal society. Money is handed down through inheritance through the son, right? And so none of the wealth of a of a father will go to the only wealth of a father that can go to the the daughter is what he gives in dowry. So by sending the daughter, when your daughter is married, knowing that none of his wealth will go to her, he, you give while still living. Better you give who you want to have money while you're still alive, not after, not let them fight after death, right? So a lot of uh, gold and gifts and money is given at the time of the daughter's wedding, so that she also inherits some of the wealth of the father, and said, so, well, the sons will inherit officially the property and like that. So it has a system. It's a it's a economic important. It's an affectionate economic system. Sometimes it can be used as a, a, a very, uh, actually, it's pretty disgusting. I've I've seen some of the the business deals. It's like a business deal, right? I want a refrigerator and a new motorcycle, and I mean, this is I've seen the list of requirements to to marry our friend's sister. <laughs> like that, you know, it's like without without a, without a refrigerator, it's not possible. You know? <laughs> like, you know, so it's no longer a way of passing down the wealth of the father. It's a way of of, of the family. Like this, so that's not the original purpose. But, anyways, uh, Prabhupada in his commentary gives a little bit of details of this. So it was kept in my mind a little bit. So I wanted to mention. <clears throat> when the newly wedded couple started, an auspicious sound, the auspicious sounds of conch kettle drums and radangas, and dundubis, mingled to announce the occasion. Right, so big, joyous sound, blowing, conscious, blowing drums, very auspicious, uh, festive. Uh, just then, uh, just then, did Kamsa, holding the reins, hear an ethereal voice declaring, O fool, the eighth issue of this woman, you are now conveying in a chariot will kill you. Here it says, like the uh, Topashinanda has translated, ethereal voice. I was, I don't have the... I don't think I have, well, I have it, but I'm not enough to read. I think I remember it's Asharira Vach. Right? Uh, Asharira means, it means this, but without a body. A voice not coming from a body. Asharira Vach. I think that's what it was. Sharira. Sharira, yeah. Sharira. Sharira. Uh, um, uh, Vach. So, I was really thinking the last couple that we were discussing, and I have a few pundits in India that I'm going to, when I get to Allah, there's one pundit I know exactly, that I want to ask, he'll hook him up with something interesting for sure. He always has an interesting, what this, what, because we sometimes think disembodied, whenever we've mentioned before a disembodied voice, what does that mean? Usually you hear, like, it, it's, it's, where is it coming from? It's not coming from somebody, it's coming from yourself. We have to be a little bit, <laughs> we super, oh, when it comes from, like that. Maybe it comes from it, but let's not bring another other uh, undemonstrable un characters in. It's either coming from one of you. If I hear a voice, it's either coming from one of you or from me, right? There's, not, there's the third option is very, highly unlikely, right? It's a mythological option like that. Oh, it comes from some aliens have told me or some uh, channeled. You know, all those may be possible. Most likely, even when people say, oh. Aliens told me this, or I channeled the spirit and they told me this, or we went, we, we did a Ouija board and communicated. Most like, if it didn't come from one of us, it came from you. That's most likely the the, the principle, right? So this idea. So whenever you hear disembodied voice, usually it's your own conscience, right? Your own higher intelligence, your own conscience, your own guilt, right? In the Satyanarayan story, when they the the uh, uh, if you know the story, the uh, uh, 
They think, oh, what, what have we done? Why has this happened to us? And they hear a disembodied voice. Oh, you didn't do Satrayankata and you said you were going to. Right? It's like, so if you ask yourself, what did I do? Why is this going? What did I do wrong? You, you'll, oh, that's what I did wrong. Right? The voice doesn't have to come from a second person. Right? You're, if you think uh, our Guruji, Swami Omananda, he, uh, a very sweet scene one time with little boys. He was asked, if you ask yourself, something, just ask your own self, and your, yourself will come up with the answer. Because there were some kids were fighting, and, and like if somebody did something, or somebody, somebody got a sweet and did a share it with one of the other boys, and so greed, yes. And so you ask, close your eyes and ask yourself, is it good to, to, uh, to eat sweets without sharing it with your brother disciples? Right? And the little innocent boy closed his eyes <laughs> and asked himself, and he goes, no, it doesn't seem like it would be a good idea. <laughs> See, it's not that complicated. I have to have the Guruji screaming, why didn't you share that? And come over here, get the stick, and we get you. It's like you can ask yourself, and you know, the answer yourself will come. Right? That doesn't seem what's going on here. Because, uh, 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 uh. and so is, so, so is this disembodied voice, sometimes it comes from your own intelligence, sometimes it comes from your own conscience, from your own guilt, from your own like that uh, 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 intuition, uh, or let's assume let's it's coming from a, de- a deva, right? Or who's 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 going to tell if it's a deva? Why would a deva tell if if the purpose of the devas is to kill Kamsa, right? And therefore get, have Krishna be born and kill Kamsa? Why would the devas tell Kamsa, hey, what are you doing? That her child's going to kill you. And if it's a, a demon. Right, uh, one of the friends. How would he know what the devas are going to do, and Krishna is going to be born? Right, and so it's like I was thinking, who is who is being uh, 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 who's instigating? So the general commentary, traditional commentary, that it's the devas, right? The day, de- the de- some deva has has whispered this into Kamsa's ear, right? And so the deva, because the devas, they can't have Kamsa be happy with Devaki. Right, it's like we uh, Kamsa being happy, Devaka being happy. This is not the purpose of Krishna's incarnation. His incarnation is to kill Kamsa, and Krishna. And it also says that whenever Dharma comes down, and odd Dharma comes up, so the devas have a, a, a reason to have Dharma be really bad. Right, <laughs> they're pushing like this. Right, so we'll see. Also, Deva, Deva means the gods. Deva means it's also internal. Symbolically, can be internal intuitions and energies but deva also means fate when something's called by the devas it's this way of saying oh it's by fate right so it's it's the fate fate itself is showing that this you know because he's doing so bad he's a bad man who's done so many horrible things right right now he's doing some show of love and affection for his sister right but he's not a he's not a loving and affectionate person he's a horrible person who's who's imprisoned his father like or will imprison his father like this will massacre so many children in his life like this, without any, without any uh, guilt, seeming guilt. <clears throat> but you can't. You that type of person can't ultimately be happy, right? There has to be a cause of his death, right? And actually, one of the things Vas- uh, Vasudeva is going to say is, everyone's going to die, not just you, right? So it's like, so sometimes it's fate. The devas saying it is fate saying it. If you have to, like, like, well, I'm doing this. I'm gonna. I'm, I, I, I did this and got away with it. Right, but but there may be a voice coming from disembodied voice in some unknown region saying you're not going to get away with it, right? Because we're not going to get away with it. <laughs> there is karma and there is the laws of material nature, right? Divine justice. So it's fate. So it could be fate itself revealing or him thinking. I'll, I'll when I come back, I'll, I'll I'll tell you what my pundit friend says. <laughs> 
It'd probably be totally different than what I said. <laughs> He's that type. That's why you have to, when you want something, a totally a fresh view of something, you ask him. So, that's, uh, so what do you say? This is uh, the, the, um, the eighth. Uh, I don't have this, these verses either, but it says, um, um, uh, from your womb. The eighth issue from her womb. Well, okay. it doesn't say son. Sometimes some translations say son, just the eighth. And so Devik, uh, uh, um, he knows he can be killed by any one of her children. Right, the eight children is going to kill. Just then did Kamsa, holding the horse's reins, hear that ethereal voice, declaring, O fool, the eighth issue of this woman you are now conveying, the chariot will kill you. At once, with a sword in hand, the evil-minded Kamsa, the bane of the tribes of the Bhojanas, dragged his sister by the hair, ready to strike her. I don't have that, but I think actually even says that he was holding... But now he let go of the reins. It's not said in this translation. But in order to grab a sword, he's holding. So he has. So there's something about you know he's in control. But in such revelation, his life falls apart. He's out of control. And before he's controlling something, he's even thinking he's controlling. But then, as soon as you pick up a sword and anger, you about and grab. What's his next thing to grab? He lets go of the reins. His left hand. He grabs a hair of his sister and is about to kill her. Right, so he's now not in. He's not. He's holding on to stuff, but he's no longer in control. Right, this is the thing about reins. Right, you're in control and out completely out of controlled by, by. It's not even out of. It's not out of anger. It's out of fear. Right, fear of 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 of, of fear of death ultimately. At this, the high-souled Vasudeva said the following words in order to pacify the cruel-hearted and shameless Kamsa given to heinous acts. I think this is where I did first verse I didn't do. Vasudeva said, Vasudeva Vacha, how can you think of killing your own sister and that at the time of her marriage festival? You whose virtues the, the valiant praise, you who have enhanced the fame of the Bhojas, this family line. So you have to think Vasudeva I don't get we don't get to those verses today, but he's actually thinking somehow or another I have to save the situation. Right? He's not he has not many things he can do. He can only has his words. In this battle he's gonna, if he tries to fight he's gonna lose. He has to save his wife's his newly his new his newly married wife's life for the day at least. Right? And uh, so he's he, so the first thing he does is like how can you tell him how can you do this on this day? You're famous. Everybody sings your praise. You bring all the heroes, the heroic king, by saying heroes, all the kings, right? Kings and princes know how great you are. And upon this public stage, you're going to kill your sister on, on, her, on her wedding day. You'll lose your reputation, right? This is the first, you have to appeal a little bit to ego, right? This, Krishna says the so, same thing to, to Arjuna. Uh, opposite, why he doesn't want to fight. <laughs> he says that, that you're a hero. People will say you ran from in 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 in, in out of, as a coward, right? And you're in front of everybody. It's not one thing. If you do something privately, nobody knows. But this is on. I mean, the whole world's attention at that time. Arjuna also the whole world's attention's on him. The whole known world's attention's on him. And he's like, oh, I'm not gonna. And he walks away. Yeah, he ran away, right? He says to a famous person, infamy is worse than death. Right, so it's and so that's true chatriya nature, right? Pride, right? So don't do this, right? If you'll be, you'll be, you'll, you'll lose your reputation. Right now, you're considered the glory of your of your family. And then he gives, he starts talking a little bit philosophy about death. 
So we have to think this story, it's being ultimately being told to Parikshit who's about to die. Right? So every story can be told to somebody who's about to die, including us who are, who are going to die soon. Hopefully not so soon, but eventually. Right? Uh Janma Vatam Vira. Oh Vira, oh hero, oh brave person. Right, by calling him Vira means that you should be fearless. You're acting out of fear of death, but you're a Vira. Oh heroic king, right? Right? Mrityu Janman Vitam. Mrityur death, Janma Vatam. Death is born. Dehina Saha Jayate. For when this when we as soon as we're born, with birth, death is also born. Right? So so this is very interesting. So along whenever somebody's born in a body, along with that is also death is also born. It's a very interesting way. Basically, death is certain. In the Gita, Krishna, uh, Krishna says, for the, anything that's born, death is certain. For anything that dies, birth is certain. Right? And then he tells Arjuna, why lament over this inex- in, in, uh, uh, unavoidable reality, fact, right? Can't be stopped, and therefore why lament over a fact of nature? That things, anything that's born, so long, but this is as soon as you're born means you're born to die. Otherwise, you know, uh, and if death means... You're born. You're di- dying to be reborn, right? So this is some also uh, some popular view of our popular view of liberation or salvation, is that we'll after the, if we make it, then we'll go to a place where we won't die, right? Or we won't be reborn again. Or we, but the thing is, impossible. We'll be born in some loka where we won't have to die. But if we're born, we will die, right? That's uh, that's uh, not only in this body in any realm. It may take millions of years. Right, uh, Hindu view, or even the heavens are not permanent. Right, they'll also that body will also. If you take up even a divine body, you'll also have to die a divine death. Or you take a hellish body, you'll take a divine. Uh, if you take an animal body, you'll die an animal death. If you take a human body, you'll die a human death, guaranteed. So what does it mean? Liberation isn't uh, uh, not being born or not dying. It's attaining the eternal, which is sanatan, which doesn't change. It isn't. It's no longer in the realm of birth and death. The self never is born. The self never dies. It's eternal. Right. So, O hero, death is born along with the birth of the body. Deheno saha jayate ajja vabda shatante va adya either immediately. Or today, right? Or Baba Shatan Shatani, or Va Abda Shatta, or in a hundred years. So, guarantee within a hundred years, all, most likely all of us will be gone, right? We could die today, or we'll die in a, within a hundred years, right? Our Guruji, Vishnevananda, Bodo Guruji. Uh, my Parmananda was telling us this. You know, people, will cl- people in the Sadhu community and the Hindu community make all kinds of outrageous claims, usually about themselves or about their gurus. Right? It's like, oh, uh, Swamiji, uh, this person, Swam, this this Baba says he's 240 years old. And he says, oh, he may be 240 years old, right? But he'll be dead in a year or two. <laughs> right? We have no way to know how old he is, but he's old, which means he'll die very shortly. That's guaranteed. <laughs> 
Nobody who's 240 will live another 240 years. That's never been shown one time. So the claim of the past, nobody knows. But he is very, like, with 100 years tops, not more than a couple, 100 years, one or two years, plus or minus, is the absolute highest for most people. But I've, I've also met people, I'm, somebody sat on our couch, said he was 200, over 200 years old, one Baba, right? But he died three, four years ago, before the last Mahakumbha, he died, you know. So I was, that's, <laughs> he immediately came to my mind. People were like, these bombastic claims may be true, maybe not true. There's no way to know. Can't prove like this, but <laughs> definitely he's going to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, like, he's a bad, like that answer. It's like he may be 240 years old, but he'll be dead in a year or two. <laughs> His birth we don't know, but he has a body, he will die. That's guaranteed. Right. Of course, we have some belief like that. There's Nitya, there's people who are born, there's, there's what is it, there's nine, eight or nine Nitya Jivas that are eternally born. Hanuman is one of them. There's a few historic, uh, mythological characters that are said to even be living now. And then some people have belief there's yogis or eternal like that. Eternal means they haven't died. In like people like people say, oh, Babaji is eternal. Mahavatar Babaji, right? Mm-hmm. Babaji is eternal. Eternal does not mean. I mean, he may he may be alive two three hundred years. It doesn't mean he's, that his body is eternal. Right? You know, give a thousand years, ten thousand years of his body is still there. Then, but how do we know like that? And there's no evidence of that. There's belief in that he was, that he lived a long time, and he said he wasn't going to die. But there's no evidence. Not doubting Baba. That's in the realm of uh, belief and mysticism. You know, like like Hanuman being eternally living on this planet, like this. But generally, general rule, <laughs> in uh, that anything that uh, is born, bor- death is born along with. I like this line. Death is born along with the birth of the body. Every living being is sure to die, either today or in a hundred years. So it's assured, Dhruvaha. Dehi pancha panchatvam appane dehi karma nugo vasaha dehantaram anuprapya praptanam so now I describe what happens with birth. What how do we what what causes birth? What causes how do we how are we born? How do we die? It says dehe when this body panchatvam panchatvam made of five senses, right? Apane apane turns back into the five senses. What does that mean? When the body turns to dust, right? From the Bible says, from dust we come, and from dust we will. Uh, we will return from earth we come from earth we return so the body is made of five elements eventually these five elements cannot the pranas hold them together but eventually the uh, the the natural nature of the body is, is, is uh, uh, um, the the balance between prana and 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 the and the, and the, and the punch punch of buddhas. right now we have a little child has way more prana than they have the prana in, in, in a little in a, in, in a little child is way stronger than the than the the um, entropy of the panchabhutas, the five the five elements, right? And so you can see it's growing and growing and growing like that. And slowly there's a tipping point <laughs> where where every day it's like harder to move the panchadevatas around here, yeah? even to get it like whoa, <laughs> you know, boom, you sit down and boom, the 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 punch the panchabhutas come crashing down on the couch or the bed or the floor, you know. The prana gets less, and so eventually, the prana be, uh, will not be able to. Uh, it's, it's not even that the prana reduces; it's that the punch, the punch of buddhas, their entropy wins, right? And just slowly becomes. You see, you build a giant skyscraper, 
and th- I mean, one person said in th- there used to be a show on on one of the like National Geographic channel or something where it's like after humans. And if you saw that, very interesting. It was like when they like okay, New York. Let's take New York City, right? And let's say people were to disappear immediately, right? And what will happen the first year? Well, first year, you know, garbage isn't you know isn't picked up. The um, uh, pipes begin to break. The electricity, you know, so well, like what after five years, what happens? After a hundred years, what happens? After a thousand years, what happens? Eventually, we may be a, a level, uh, a color, uh, one line of colored sand, in sediment. The whole New York City would be a line of, of, of sediment in a million years, ten million years, if we don't constantly, like this. So it's just when the entropy, the natural of, of Tamagun, everything will just eventually just vanish. You know, it comes down back to the elements. Right, uh, metal, something, nothing stronger than steel. Eventually, will rust. Rust itself is that the steel immediately is this, as soon as you built it, it's disintegrating. With the birth of something, immediately it's it's also the birth of its death. Right, it's not even planned obsolescence, as we call it. Right, it's like it's it's in everything. Right, anything it's built. Actually, there's a verse in uh, Samkhya Karika or whatever that verse uh, that Sankhya text. That was Sankhya Karika, Sankhya Karika. Anything that's put together will come apart. Simple line, right? Half of sloka. It's like a perfect thing to remember. Everything that's come together will come apart. I remember hearing that glass is slowly melting. Yeah, this is liquid in silicon form. The first windows in old medieval, the the bottom is thicker Mm -hmm. because it's slowly melting down over thousands and thousands of years. So if this is true, so anything is put together, including molecules. Are put together, they will also fall apart. But to speak of bodies, right? So it says, oh, uh, um, when the five, when the body turns back to the five elements, the, and then it says dehi. Dehi is the embodied. Usually, it's translated as the soul, right? But the soul, this is, but uh, like there's a mantra in the Gita, dehi knows manjutamdi for the embodied, the embodied soul, right? So we're we're not just a soul. We're in we we're in we're embodied, right? That's our problem, perhaps, right? Our glory and our problem for the embodied. When the, bo- when the body turns back to the elements, the embodied, it says, Dehi karma nugho vasaha. Karma anugha means it follows, following the push of karma. Right? So by our karma, what happens? Dehantaram anuprapya. An deha anta, antaram, an, another body we take, right? When this body falls apart, the embodied soul, because of karma, remember the first day we started talking in these chapters, it said, why are we born? It's due to our karma, due to our desires, right? These are the two things. So karma, here another word for karma is deva or daivya, fate, divine, you know, it's like caused by the gods, right? It's by fate, right? It's by the, also by, not only the karma of the world, the karma of, 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 of trees are to eventually die, but also our karma, our past karma, is forcing us to take another body, right? And receive a new. Uh, when the body turns back to the five elements, the embodied, compelled by its karma, gives up the bo- that body and receives a new body. So, in this also is mentioned. These verses, the versions of this are also spoken in the Gita to Arjuna, trying to convince Arjuna. Uh, uh, uh. But it's interesting, uh, the same verses are being told to Arjuna to convince him to fight, because Arjuna doesn't want to kill anybody in the story. Here, it's being told that not to stop somebody from killing, 
because he shouldn't be fear. It's, uh, 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 but both come from the same thing. Arjuna also is, there is some fear of death. If you don't understand what death is, then fear comes. And we don't know how to act. Either we act horribly like him, or we even think, or we refrain from doing our duty out of fear, right? So here it says, Vrajams tishtam pada aikena. Vrajan means one who, a traveler, right? So somebody walk over here means like somebody walking down a path, right? Tishta, standing, pada eka, on one foot. You put one foot down, somebody walking takes one foot down, when? Only after, after putting one foot down, then one lifts the other foot, right? You don't, if you were to put, if you were to lift your foot before putting one down, I did that yesterday and I fell in the kitchen. It's a <laughs> very bad situation, right? I'm a little sore, luckily no major damage. My ego is damaged more than my body, that, that thing. Uh, uh, so just like, uh, just as the traveler lifts one foot after putting down the other, and then another example that's, that's right out of the Gita. And as a worm on a, and it says, and as a worm on a leaf. Now, what does that mean? A worm moves along a leaf and goes from leaf to leaf. And then it reaches over and grabs one leaf. Once it grabs that leaf, then it lets go of the other leaf. Caterpillar is what it meant, right? And then it moves on like this, right? And then it gets to the next leaf and it grabs. As soon as, as, soon as it grabs, then it lifts up. So this is how the soul is passing from body to body. Right, uh, uh, and so this is important because that verse in the Gita, the Dehi Nosmajan, says just as the Dehi, the, the embodied soul in this life, is constantly passing from body from body, it means as it passes from childhood to youth to old age, right? So uh, when you're uh, uh, when you're born, Yuki was cute little Yuki, about this big, right? Now he's this type of Yuki, and in 50 years. Within a hundred years, maybe no more Yuki, <laughs> but hopefully in forty years of being old man Yuki, right? Right. Uh, uh, uh. So, for all intended purposes, they're different people, right? Not only your bodies. I mean, of course, we we repeat this many times. Every seven years, every cell of the body changes. So that's true, right? But you can see the body is totally different. One's a little baby. One's one's a young man. One's an old an old uh, tottering person, right? Uh, the body is different. Or even now, you could somebody can cut off a, you can accidentally can cut off an arm or leg, right? So already the body has changed, right? Uh, 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 and not only that, we're not even the same, even emotionally and mentally we're not the same. There's a but there is something that there is a by a byline a, a a not byline a, a through line through line. Thank you. There's a through line, right? Because just because just like oh oh that was me. I remember when I was I mean I don't remember when I was a little little baby, but I remember when I was a young boy. Right. And now I remember when I was in teen teenage life. I remember, I kind of remember, I remember falling yesterday in the kitchen. Right? Uh, uh, so, so there's something, there's something that's, 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 that's the same or constant, maybe not the same, but at least constant during the changing bodies. She says, just the same, Krishna says in the Gita, just the same way that one takes another body at the time of death. Right? So the, 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 the move from body to body is just like that. We're, it's our own experience. The point is that it's our own experience. Right. Uh, 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 last week, I think, with um, uh, Rajkumari, I think we were talking, like people, uh, Christians believe this, and Muslims believe this, and Hindus believe this about the soul, about death, and rebirth, and reincarnation, and the heavens and the hells. Like, how do we know these? Things? We all these things we were, were told, taught in the in 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 religion, but this starts with not with something we we from just like. How do we know we go to heaven? How do we know we go to hell? Somebody told us that, right? And the person who told us that has never seen heaven or hell, 
And ten, as, as Shakur would say, ten generations of their relatives have never seen it. Well, maybe they have, but they've not spoken. <laughs> we go, there's no evidence of that, except somebody saying it. Right. All, almost every statement of religion is only that. There's things that we, uh, we don't have experience of, we can't have experience of, told by people who don't have experience, can't prove they had experience of it. And you have to believe, if you don't believe it, then something, if you don't believe something, you, you don't have not experienced, and the people who have told you haven't experienced it, then something really, really bad that you can't prove will happen, will happen to you. This is the basic structure of most religion, right? It has its value, and I'm not, I am dissing it, but in this particular case, right? But this is something different. This is, we should trust our own experience. Or how do we know the soul is eternal? Right? How do we know we shouldn't be fearful of death? How do we know we'll be reborn? Right? We can trust our own experience. We don't, nobody has to tell us that. Nobody's telling us, like, uh, the famous line is, Indra is the king of heaven. How do we know Indra is king of heaven? Right? That's, a, that's a statement that can't be proven, can't be known. It's an outside statement. Right? But, this, but the saying, the soul, as a, as just, is just, but saying like this, that one puts down a foot and picks up another one, as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a worm moves from branch to branch. In this life, from body to as our own, our body is constantly changing. You were the same. One body is slipping away. The next, the next form of the body at the same time is slipping away. The next body form of our body is coming. As our youth slips away, what happens? Our old body reveals itself to us, right? <laughs> the little infant baby goes away. The new, the new uh, young boy, young girl's body. At the same, it's simultaneous. It's happening at the same time, right? So we, our bodies are constantly changing. We know, we can see we don't change. So that's the that's it's it's starting this view the view of Hinduism of the soul, the eternality of the soul reincarnation is not something that has to be believed and has to be noticed. We ourselves experience it. And in that line in the Gita, it says, just as the embodied soul passes from childhood to youth to old age, at the time of death, similar to the time of death, it, it takes on another body. But then it says tatras diras amuyati. I think if I remember, a sober person diras is not bewildered by this. Right, so it's but what that which we, that which is obvious we don't notice and we become oh my God you know what's happening, right? And the person who taught me this verse he he uh, 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 he used an example from his own life. He says just recently he went somebody in their family died, young man too young to, to, to we always upset when a young person younger person dies from an accident I think or something. And at the wedding, he had to go to the wedding and wake like that. And everybody's like, oh my God, how could this have happened? Everybody's totally in shock. Of course, it's shocking. But how could this have happened? Right? It's happening. Death is the only thing certain. And it's happening all the time. We're completely bewildered by it. Although we're watching it. We're watching our body change and die. And we see, by our own experience, that, we don't, that, that we're the same. If anything, if we're, not, if we're not exactly... We're the same, spiritually, as the self and consciousness. But we're only... Increasing as our body is changing, we're actually increasing in knowledge and experience, maturity, right? So we sh- uh, death is not here. He's u- it's a strange thing to, that argument that Vasudeva is using to Kamsa, trying to convince him not to don't not to be scared of death, right? Because you know you're, you shouldn't be scared of death because you can't die, right? And and if you die, if you do, you can't die, and if you do die, it's just a body that dies, but you'll get another body. What's the big? What's the big? What's the big feel? It's like you, you actually like 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 nothing changes when you die, but if you think something changes, it's not that bad. You get another. You get another situation, right? Like it's like like uh, like if somebody like somebody with our whole world. Oh, if I lose my apartment, I'll my whole world will die. No, actually, nothing happens to you. The apartment comes and goes. But if but if you think oh something really bad, the apartment is going dis- to disappear. We get another apartment, 
It's not the worst possible thing, but we're out of that fear of the unknown. But it's not unknown. We have we don't trust our own experience. This is theme of today's uh, talk, right? Just as the traveler with one foot I put down the other, and a worm and a worm on a leaf, the embodied bound by by karma behaves or uh, undergoes the same same. I didn't translate properly. The uh, same thing happens to him. Similarly, it's a, it's one of these type of things. So the embodied soul takes on another body. How compelled by karma? By his own karma. So then this is very interesting. It says, Swapna. Swapne. Swapne means, Swapna means dream, right? Dream. Right? What happens in a dream? In a dream, what he said, uh, um, one sees Pashyati, Deham, Idrisham. Uh, one sees in one dream, when one dreams, one sees a body. Here I am in my dream. We see our body, right? What is it made out of? That body comes from what we saw before, what we heard before, with our senses, with our mind, with our with our with what we heard, right? Um, in a dream, one perceives within his mind a body similar to what one has seen, heard, and thought about while awake. Chaitanya. When awake, we what we're seeing. The same when we close our eyes and we dream, we see that our body comes from that. It just shows you the psychological effect, what happens in dreams. Our dreams are almost exclusively taken from the material that we put into our head. Right? How we live our waking life, it's going to affect how we live our dream life. It's primarily that. There's some deeper things that come up in dreams, of course. That's a different topic. Even that's only coming from our own self, ultimately. So just so as when we close our eyes and we fall asleep and dream or we daydream, the body that we see is similar to something we've seen in, in our waking life, right? Then it says, prapajate uh, tat. Similarly, anu chintayam, well, thinking, feeling, and willing. I forgot to translate that. Similar to what we have seen, heard, or thought, while thinking, feeling, and willing. Prapajate means prapajate means surrendered or sheltered. So, uh, we use that. Uh, oh Lord, give me shelter, right? But what does it mean when we completely surrendered to it? it means we've accepted it. If we've accepted, uh, 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 well, sheltered in the dream. While we've accepted the reality of the dream, we have that type of body only, right? One, what happens? It says, apasmritihi. One forgets one's own nature. Right in dreaming, we have a whole world, but we and in while well, in that dream, while well, sheltered in that dream, while well, surrendered to that dream, it's a way of saying, we forget, for this all sake and purpose, we don't remember. We don't remember this body. As soon as you like, like you dream and somebody, somebody, I, I've dreamt, you know, you dreamt that somebody cuts off your arm, and you wake up and you're like, oh, oh, it's still here, right? As soon as you wake up, memory of this world comes and this body comes. So also, what happens? We don't remember what, how is it that we don't remember our past life, right? Even our dream, we don't remember this life, right? All these things are happening in the mind. We've experienced these things. We've created these worlds, and we create, we accept the reality of this world. As soon as long as we're accepting this reality of this world, this body, of this life, and this creation, right? The past one is barely, although it comes from this. The, the, the dream world comes from this world, but in the dream world, you forget this world, right? The next body comes from this body, and the next body, you forget this body. This body comes from our last body, but in the last body, you f- but bec- in this body, you forget the last body, right? Just like one step down, another step up. It be- it's continuous, 
right? It's that the birth and death is continuing. It works like this, right? All the things are changing, but nothing's really changing. But that which but is changing, it is, you know, it's both the points. Well, uh, one forgets one's idea. In, dr- in dream, one perceives within his mind a body similar to what one has seen, heard, and thought about while awake. While children in the dream, one forgets one's identity, one's previous identity, you could say. Yato, yato. Yato, yato. Daivya choritam. So, yato, yato means again and again. Right? So, again, it means we're also, like Krishna says, I'm born again and again. Right? Here he's saying, we're also born again and This happens again and again. Again and again. Again and again. What happens? How? Daivya choritam. Either by daivya, by the gods, by fate, by karma, or by choritam, by choice. Right? We can, we can choose to do something, or we can, we're forced to do something. Right? And so even this idea of daivya is for, uh, 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 by my nature. Not only by our karma, but by the karma of nature itself. Like, you know, we always say, oh, it's an act of God. Right? You know, it's like insurance, insurance policy will cover accidents, will cover uh, 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 human, mis- uh, human negligence, and they even, I think they even do acts of means like, like a tornado, earthquake. That's also daivya. This is by fate. So... so Will be this will happen again? This ha- this has happened and will happen either by fate, by fate means just the will of God or the will of nature, or by our karma. Devi also means karma, means like our our karma, or by choice. We can also choose what our next life is going to be by how we live. Some people do; they do certain pujas to be born in some heaven world, right? Or he'll believe in a savior so to be born in his world and not go. To, you know, that same. That's also by choice, either by karma or by choice. However it works, right? Mano vikaramata apopanchasu. Again and again, by fate or on purpose, prompted by the thoughts and feelings, the embodied obtains a new body made of the five elements, created by, it says, um, Maya Rachiteshu. Created by Maya. What is it? So just like the first verse start is as one, as the senses, as the five Buddhas, the five elements disintegrate. Right, we take then we, we we leave the body and we take a new body made of again punch five elements. Right, but he says this is created by Maya. So uh, this Maya is not clear. Is this by the Lord's Maya or by our own delusion? Right, in our dream, it's whose dream is it? Oh, God has caused me to dream. It's our own dream. We have no way to blame but ourselves for what the contents of our dream and the qualities of what happens to us in our dream. Right, or you can think of it as the cosmic. Delusion that God is creating this this uh, world of delusion like this, however you think. Again and again, by fate or on purpose, prompted by the thoughts and feelings, the embodied obtains a new body made of the five elements created by Maya. It, meaning the jiva or the soul, or the embodied, is said to be born with this type of body. Actually, this term, did I say? Uh, Saha teena jayate. It takes, it it takes on a new this type of body like this. Now another example to understand how is this really happening. This is very deep philosophical points, right? Jyotir yata. Jyoti yata means as such, right? Just like or an example. Jyoti means light, but here jyoti means the light of like the sun the moon, stars, right? These are the light. It doesn't say, but in the example, it has to be given. Uh, 
jyoti yata eva udaka Udaka means in water. So just like a light, or a luminary in water. Like the sun or the moon reflected in water. Or it says other liquids like oil or other liquids, you know. Samira, uh, where is it? Samira vega anugata. Just like if the wind moves that water, what happens? The, sh the, the shape of that light starts changing, right? says bibhav appears in different shapes the shapes change so just like sorry i'm different page here hmm maybe i didn't translate that 43 spin i think i you know, i'll have to translate it like I, I i did the word for word but i never actually gave the full translation but i know what generally what it means but, uh, um just like the sun, a light, the sun, a moon, reflected in water, another liquid, if, if it's shaken by the wind, the shape seemed to change. Evam, just like that. Swamaya Ratchiteshu is created by, here's a Swamaya. That's give the thing by one's own Maya. Right, by my own imagination, my own experience, my own delusion, however you want to translate Maya, one's own energy, there's so many ways. This, this Swamaya gives press. Uh, Gives a way to interpret the previous if it's caused by Maya, here's by one's own Maya, right? Aso Pumam Guneshu Raga Anugata Vimuhyati. One's own, Aso, one's a person, a living entity, according to Raga Anugata, by one's own attachments, by one's cravings, desires, attachments, right? one becomes bewildered right so just to wind on water makes the sun and the light look like it's different shapes same thing we we're doing this we're, so really what's we say we become bewildered to thinking that there's that we're born we have a body or that our body is who we are and this world is is is, is eternal or real like this right uh, 43 42. I don't know how, how I skipped that. So therefore, here is the... His, you know, remember, what he's trying to do, he's trying to get this man to stop, not to kill his wife on their wedding day, right? Therefore, you have to think, what, what's being said exactly? The soul doesn't die, right? The soul is eternal. The body and death is certain, right? And just like from one body to another like this. But... By one's karma, one takes on the next body, right? What one does in this life, that creates, and in this life, our dream world is like that, right? So we have to be very careful. We can't control, we're eternal, but the world we live in is created by our own thoughts and actions. Therefore, that's why the therefore, therefore, since you're not going to die, but you're next, but you are, since you're not going to die, but you're going to die anyways, right? The body's going to die. Why get a horrible, why commit this horrible sin? Right, you know, wh why create that type of world for you? Death is certain, although you're not going to die. You're eternal, but the body is death is certain. Therefore, some another Scott. Oh, I see. I I, I found a translation for this. Changes blown by the wind, as also a person becomes bewildered by one's own Maya according to one's attachment. Therefore, one should not do any harm to anyone. It says Droham. Don't do any harm, any violence to anybody. Okay. A person who desires their own welfare, 
that is atmana kshemam, right? One who wants one's own good, right? And we all want our own good, right? And even a demon wants his own good. A saint wants his own good as well as others. The, the difference, uh, actually, Prahlad says something very beautiful. The difference between a demon and a, dev- and a, a devotee, right? A demon th- thinks my good and other people's goods are independent, right? The, and, and and so, like, if you succeed, that means I'm not succeeding, right? Or we think like so. Everything you think is enemy is competition, right? A dev- devotee sees that my happiness and your happiness are connected, right? So he's but so. Uh, a devotee has a more legitimate view of how they how to get their own happiness, make other people happy, at least don't co- minimally don't cause people suffering, right? And then you can also be happy. If you cause people suffering, it's the basic law of karma. If you cause suffering, you'll get suffering, right? This is the basic thing. So if you do this, you're going to suffer, right? It's like oh, you're scared. You're going to somebody's going to kill you. My her eight son's going to kill you. You're going to die anyways. But why? Uh, but why suffer like this? Why create this horrible sin if you're going to die anyways? Why, why die, why, why, why go to hell? Why experience a horrible experience in your next birth, your next life? Atmana kshemam anivacham drogdhur vai parato bhayam Therefore one should not do any harm to anyone. A person who desires their own welfare should not harm others, nor cause others fear. Parato bhayam because fear parato also means parato means other, but also parato means enemy, right? Because enemy is not your opposite of friend is enemy. You know, this the other person is. As soon as you think of other, you automatically made them an enemy, right? One should not cause fear. One should not consider people other or cause them fear, like this. I think that's what I translate. I'll read the last few verses. That's verse. Uh, Therefore, here is this now finishing his little uh, discourse and our finishing our discourse, right? What's to take from this? He says, "Here is, here is this girl, your own sister, right? Sorrow-stricken and helpless like a doll, right? She's pulling, grabbed her hair completely under control of this man, right? Right? It is unbecoming of you, a compassionate person." (laughs) <laughs> appealing to the oh, compassionate one, right? Uh, compassionate person to think of killing this innocent creature, this innocent person. I think the next the next verse starts. Uh, uh, Shuka continues, and you can imagine most of you know the story. If not all of you know the story, it, uh, he doesn't listen to this good advice. Right, and actually, he was saying those who actually the way of interpreting this last verse is that therefore, those who desire their own good, right, should not do harm to anybody, right. But this is it's a uh, there's a, there is a verse in the Gita that says that one who does like this becomes one's own enemy. One who does like this means what it means to be one's own friend and one's worst enemy. If an enemy does not desire good to you. Right, so we behave in ways that aren't. We're not actually. Our, we think we're even acting selflessly. We're not acting self selfishly. We want to be happy, and, and we do things that are going to make guarantee to make us unhappy. Right, and this idea that uh, those who want and that term those is implied. Those who get this advice, meaning my advice. Right, he's telling like if I, if you really don't be your own enemy, to cause your own 
harm. By causing harm to others, that harm will come to you, you'll suffer. You, if, even to be a good selfish person, do good to others, and that will come to you, right? At least don't do this horrible crime, right? How can any good come from killing your sister on, your, on her wedding day? Impossible, <laughs> right? And also, that, that voice didn't say, unless you kill your sister. Her, you know, <laughs> you know, that's another interesting thing. It's like, it's a killer or her eighth son is going to kill you. Right, the boy said that your your death is, is fixed, and it's been fixed by fate by her. The person you're pulling on your chariot, uh, in your chariot, she will be the one to kill you. And there's many we can go more metaphorically into the story. The chariot is his body. The the the, the out of control ego is controlling the chariot. The, the thing, right? Uh, the, within her womb will be born. So within the soul is Krishna's birth. You can give that type of interpretation. We can go. We can go back into that perhaps another time. Uh, uh, and what happens? He lets go of the ego, trying to control, controlling the, the chariot of the body and chariot of the mind. Lets it go out of fear and grabs, gets, becomes controlled and about to. You know, there's ways to interpret like that. Uh, every story can be interpreted so many ways, right? We have to be a little careful not just to, just because we can imagine it doesn't mean it's there, right? But if we take these stories, if we live with these stories, their meaning becomes personal. And how we like, so yogis look at the stories of the Chandi that way. Right? Although the Chandi doesn't say that, oh, uh, rock the beaches, your desires and your thoughts will go from one to another. And, and, you know, it's like, it doesn't directly say like that. But yogis hearing these ancient stories and seeing our own struggles, oh, that's not like what happened way back then with Indra and the gods. That happens to me every day. Right, or happened to me this morning or last week. <laughs> I got in a fight with my wife or something like whatever it is. You know that that same thing happens. You know, so we when we engage these stories, we, we make them personal and try to, and, and and see them as very powerful metaphors and um, uh, 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 what is young use for the uh, not metaphor but uh, archetypes. archetypes. You know, they're, they're things like this. You know, uh, but. We don't want to overly, if we overly do that, then we take away the charm of the story. Because this story is not, not necessary. It's, it could be, oh my God, this is just like my mind who controls my body and my soul gets out of control and wants to kill my, you know, it's like it's not for your own will, you know. It's just like that, but it's not that. It's about the story. It's also a story about Krishna and the birth of Krishna being told to a you know. So it's, we have to understand when we, we take the symbolic and metaphorical understanding of the stories not to lose the gist of the real story. Sometimes we get so metaphorical we lose the sweetness of the story. And the story, the metaphoric power, symbolic power gets its power from the sweetness of the story as a story. Right? There's one very uh, wonderful Vaishnava sadhu named Varshana Swami. Um, and one of our conversations I was, because he has, he gives a little bit symbolic interpretation of the Krishna and the demons. It's understood from the acharyas of the past that when he killed this demon, that demon represents this, and Patna represents this, and uh, 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 different deities, different demons represent this, and Krishna killing them is certain stages of sadhanas and things we overcome. And so that's a common. It's like, and I asked him, was Srila Prabhupada almost didn't mention it at all, and he usually attacked anybody who gave those interpretations. But his own guru's guru wrote a book on the interpret this interpretation. Right, he says, no, no, because it's got. We've gotten. Nobody believes Krishna's God. Nobody believes the, the scriptures are true. Everything's just metaphor, right? And so, and some of the metaphors have no more power, right? They, they're ve they're very powerful metaphors because they're true. It gets its power from being real. First, you take. First, you engage it as real. Then slowly, then the the uh, 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 
then only those demons die when you see. Uh, so it says that we can't. That, so he emphasizes in our in the modern culture and especially in Western modern culture, we have no faith in the scriptures, no faith in the deities, no faith in the avatars. So um, uh, everything's and nothing's real. Just fictitious stories to tell some moral from the ancient world. But that doesn't work if you think of it that way. So for he says he emphasized the literal, literal translation, literal meaning, external meaning, or the most obvious meaning, right? As it is, he even used that term, like the, the primary thing as a, of the story, right? Don't get too philosophical. But it's, it, it has all those layers and layers and layers of meaning are still there. So as we think, as we go through it, we'll hopefully bring those out without losing the power and the, the truth that the story is revealing and the sweetness of the story. Because we're told by remembering, by simply listening to the story, if we overly philosophicalize it and make it too symbolic, then it may help us psychologically. right? But it's said the purpose of this, Krishna took his incarnation, so just by hearing the beauty of the story, being charmed by the story, then we'll overcome what is it, karma and, and desire, and then not, therefore we not have to take rebirth. right? This is an exact stated purpose of Krishna's ultimate ultimate purpose of his incarnation. Just by having his beautiful life, mysterious, mystical, wonderful life, and if we can get some we can get some charm from it, then we'll automatically transcend the uh, influences of the dark age. Thank you for your kind attention. We went over yet again, but uh, we have to get ready for Arati. We can discuss. Any quick question or comment before a minute or two? Um, I think next week, Swamiji, you're speaking, maybe? Maybe something. Like something he'll read from the Katamrita or something next week. And then I think Swami Chaitananda is coming after that, following. the following week, for about a month or so. And he'll be giving his satsangs at 8, at the normal timing. Um, um, uh, not at this earlier time, it doesn't uh, fit uh, a schedule. Um, and then we come back. We'll come back after sh- after Shivaratri. We'll resume. I think Swami goes back before she uh, just after Shivaratri. After Shivaratri, we'll continue again five o'clock meeting, continuing the story. Jai Ma, Jai Sri Krishna.